Hey guys, welcome to episode 12 of the, I mean, this is technically episode 2 of season 2. I'm here again with uh, one of our veterans from season 1. Uh, he doesn't need much of an introduction, but, uh, you know, let me let him debut his uh, his London for now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony, you want wow. to introduce yourself? <laughs> okay, guys, it's your... It's your... Regular guest, Anthony, um, Chief of Lagos, OC. I don't know how many names. I don't know who knows me by now. You can't be OC on my show. I, can't, I don't think I can be OC, OC on my show. That's no. People <laughs> 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 know you as OC or Kennedy. What's the, what's the street saying? Depends on the person. Most people know me as Kennedy, but uh, you already, you, I think we mentioned that on episode two last season when, when you came on yeah. first time. About yeah, about like names and yeah, well yeah, man, it's good to be back, man. I I've, I've missed this platform. Um, it's a different like I find this very therapeutic for me. It's a different yeah, it is. Thing. It is very therapeutic. So and then it's been so long that I did anything content related. Like I've been off my YouTube channel. I know last time I came, I was promoting my YouTube channel heavy. Um, so my I moved to London and we couldn't. We couldn't create much of that anymore, so like that's on the like on a, on the pause for now. So anything content related, I'm, <laughs> I'm I have to get used to it. I, I don't even think I'm sounding as eloquent as I was the last time. But you're supposed to be you're supposed to be giving us some some in it by now. I don't know what what's going. <laughs> How long have you been in London now? And okay, okay, moving to that point. After setting me up, um, Kennedy, please don't stop me. First of all, uh, my London experience has been um, um, very funny. I came during the midst of a pandemic, so I wasn't really given the um, the opportunity to learn all the innates and the whatnots and the, <laughs> and drink crumpets and you know all the British stereotypes. I, I didn't really experience that. And then after I came out of the pandemic schooling, instead of going straight to working. Working with um um in the main like ecosystems of London, I'm working in a very Afrocentric um, ecosystem right now. So yeah. I'm living in a Nigerian, very Nigerian experience in London. But we'll get more into that later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more into that later. So, well, yeah. So that is the explanation for why I have no. I still sound like I am in Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm being honest, so yeah, man. Man, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Like I didn't realize until like when I recorded episode eleven, which is not out yet. On I think it was was it on Sunday? Mm-hmm. No, Sunday was yesterday. No, I think it was on Saturday. It was on Saturday in the afternoon. So until then, I didn't realize how long it had been since I made an episode. I think the last episode I made was was the one I did, the bonus episode. I did for Black History Month. And why is that, Kennedy? Why did you abandon us? What's the explanation? Man, so the, the funny thing, first of all, before I get to that, the funny thing is I think I was recording episodes. So I, my first episode, I think, was was in October. That was after the uh, 2010, 20... Yeah. Yeah, that happened. yeah that, that rubbish. Yeah, that was my first episode in that month anyways. And my last episode was in February. So all of that stuff that felt like so much content was in the span of four months. What? Yes, yes. And then I took a break for 
almost eight months. So, so would you say you um, burnt out? No, it's that's not really what it was. So it felt it didn't, first of all, it didn't feel that long. Like it kept, I kept being like, okay, I get to the next one. I get to the next one. Before I knew it, like six months, six months had passed, and I was like, okay, this is too long. I actually have to, I actually have to get to it. And so now all that was left was okay. What weekend do I start? What yeah. weekend do I start? Like a lot, a lot happened. Yeah, a lot happened. So February after February. I got a little bit busy. I was doing some, well, I, I was always doing job hunting anyways. Yeah. So I actually got a new job offer. When did I get the offer? I think it was the beginning of March. I got the offer. So like a lot was changing at work. I was just basically trying to tie things up, trying to make sure I wrap things up over there at LinkedIn, yeah. which I did. And I started my new job, um, company called Cloud Saver. So it's a remote position, actually. Started at mid march maybe like the 15th i think it was and you would think okay now i'm working from home so i have more time right <laughs> but that was not how it didn't work out like that it's an illusion <laughs> it didn't work out like that so you, you have no breaks and no time for yourself yeah and it's not it wasn't even by enforcement like my yes. first few months i would I just basically turn into a workaholic there was no there was no boundary yeah. between there's the no boundaries at home i was just yeah. working the whole time like sometimes Great. i find myself i have to go okay at, at nine o'clock i'm like okay i have to close the laptop now. Yeah. Madness. i have to close it and because of what we do too it's it's like the work there's no point at which you're like okay i've finished all the work yes so it it's, it's, it's like a startup yeah yeah it is a startup it's, it's a startup it's, it's a similar experience i'm going through um i'm working as made lounge in um uk and um, I am part of the founding team of like the first management. So it's almost like a startup too. You like this, the same startup energy. You, you get me? A lot of the processes are just being formed. A lot of the rules, regulations, what are we supposed to be? What the vision is, you understand? So it's like starting a new business. And what no one tells you is like, um, which is what we're talking about now. There is no set organizational structure. You get what I'm trying to say? Like maybe yours might be a bit, little bit more advanced, but for me, like everyone has to just take ownership of, okay, we need to get stuff doing. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Especially when your team is not so big. So like for, for us, the management is just two people and then we have our owners and then we have so many other stakeholders, but they are not really being paid by the company. They are just like consultants. So it's just... It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, sounds it's like it. Sounds like I'm like running it. my own business. So, but I'll go more into like my, myself later. I'm not trying to uh, into uh, uh, what I do yeah. and stuff like that later. But I'm not trying to like empathize with you on like working in a startup. It's such a different environment from like where I used yeah. to work in KPMG, where everything was set. You know, you had your job for the day. If you did this, did this, did this, you're correct. Like you're like you did a good job. If you if you didn't do those set jobs. Then you did a bad job you get like everything made sense but now yeah. it's all over the place in the startup yeah it's really up to like personal personal accountability basically what it comes down to because like yes. you said yeah, yeah there's a structure yes. but for instance i think when i joined the company i was probably the fourth the fourth cloud analyst that was hired in the company and then there was there was the, the ceo the director and they're like three developers at their own end. So maybe all in all in all we're less than twenty people. God damn. 
currently we're still less than 40 people we've hired a, a lot more analysts okay since then we're still less than 40 people yeah. so when i started on like i was struggling with you know creating the demarcation between working and you know everyday life i didn't even have time to like focus on the cert- certification i was trying to get anymore I was just i kind of got swallowed by the whole thing but yeah. gradually over time i started you know pulling some of that back like okay let me go work out when i go work out and i come back that's like a way to divide work time from personal time yeah. so i was getting better and better with that um until like uh, when was it i think it was may when it was in may i actually got promoted from a cloud analyst to an operations manager oh, nice. so it's like i my whole work life thing started from ground zero <laughs> And so I kind of got used to what I was already yeah. doing. Yeah. Knew how to demarcate it, but when that happened, and I guess I guess some of the workaholism paid off. I guess so. Maybe yeah. in a complete way. But then I was like, I went back to zero. Now I have to get used to my new duties and yeah. how to segment them from my regular life. So it's it's been it's been a mess, man. It's been crazy. Then May May I went for this bachelor's party thing, Miami too, and then there's another wedding again. I went to two two weddings in July. There's been a lot, but I think in July I was in Houston. Yeah, I was in Houston three out of four weekends in July. Because there was there was a there was there was one bachelor's party in Miami. There was another bachelor's party in Houston. Then there was one wedding in Houston. Another wedding. You know, like we came from the pandemic, so everyone is trying to get. Yeah, so it's like Like, that part of the year was was gone. Yeah, it was around August. I started to okay, August September. I started to take stock. Okay, so what's what's going on? That's when I had the free time to start thinking. Okay, so uh, uh, what's how do I even start this thing again? That's when I even realized. Wow, it's been how many months? But um, it's good to be. It's good to be back. It's when I did that last episode. Honestly, like the episode eleven, when we were uh, recording it on, I think it was Saturday. Let me call it Saturday. At first, I was like, I don't want to say nervous because it doesn't make sense, but a little bit anxious because I wasn't used to it anymore. I didn't. It felt. Yeah. Like, it felt like I didn't mean that long, but I wasn't used to it anymore. It's like wow, it seemed like it gets way more at ease. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> I think that episode uh, we're supposed to do it remotely like these, but um, uh, I can't remember what it was. I think she had a connection issue or something. So um, she ended up coming to my place. She and her cousin uh, that I know from UTA they came over to my place and recorded it live. Oh, so nice. that was a little bit different too. But this seemed even more more easy than I was because the first two minutes or so. Was, I mean, because for the guests, there's yeah. no pressure, you know. Like there's no pressure. It's not really my shit. So. Obviously, like most times, I'm gonna feel more at ease. But at the same time, because it's your show, you should still have that degree of comfortability. Yeah. But at that, once you've taken that long break, that feeling of "Am I doing this right?" is go- always gonna be there. You get. Yeah. I'm just telling you before we took the call, like um, I was trying to record a video just to like a short, like for Nigerian Independence Day, just like a short independence message for my lounge. You know, like people should come around this party. I did like seven takes and I was like, none of this is going to work. Like, <laughs> I, I look like shit. My angles are wrong. My voice is fucked up. Like, I kept finding a fault. I was like, God, I used to make videos all the time. Like, like yeah. shots films, like all the time. And now I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable making a 30 second video. So that, that, that realization was like crazy for me. You get, you get me? Yeah. Videos are more complicated for sure. Like when I used to do YouTube, it was, it was like that. Like sometimes I have to 
do the intro like five times because when it's audio i just have to get my voice right yeah that was part of what i was nervous about because like the day before i went to listen to a few episodes like how did i start this episode how do i usually start them how do i usually end them so i have to go listen to them (laughs) i don't know if you listen to the very first episode i didn't really have a thing down i just kind of did yeah yeah. The second one, so I just kind of did whatever. But by like the fourth, fifth, sixth episode, I kind of had I down what I was doing. But then I lost it again because after the break, so then I was thinking, how do I, how did I start this again? That was where most of the nerves were coming from. Yeah. So, so once I did the intro, it's like, and we talked a little bit for like thirty seconds. It was like, okay, this feels familiar again. So things are. How How do you feel now? now? I feel much better now. I feel like it feels almost back to normal now. Like. This ending, this episode, uh, yeah, I think I think it's back. Even the ending, like it's, I just have to remember, like I, my whole thing for this was, I don't want to overthink it. It doesn't, I don't need it to be, you know, scripted or anything. I don't want to overthink it. I just want to let it to flow naturally. I just have to get out of my own way to let it flow naturally. Basically. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I wasn't given any topic or preparation for this episode. <laughs> We are just free balling, guys. Yeah, I, I mean, when I thought about okay, what should we record? Like, yeah, I mean, you've already been on the show. You've been on the show what twice now, right? Yeah, two or three right. times. So, so I was like, I mean, as far as topics, typically when I come up with topics with people, I'd like to go with okay, what's their what's their specialty, what area they in. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you've already kind of done that somewhat. So why don't we just go with what we've been working on, what you've been doing? And I saw your estimates, so I was like, okay, this is perfect. I've been wanting wanted to ask you a lot of questions about this. Because I saw these estimates, I was like, okay. okay Stop okay. calling it estimate. It is, it is fucking oh, guy, In my head, it's estimate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rewire my brain right now. As far as my brain is concerned, it's It is fucking with me. Are you know, <laughs> I'm probably giving the wrong impression to some people now. People get stuck in their brain the way it's stuck in yours. <laughs> So guys, it is called Smade. So um, r- right now, perfect segue for it. Anyway, um, right now I said a bit about it before, but let me let me let me really go into it now. So right now, um, I'm currently the assistant manager for a new lounge in London it's called Smade Lounge. Um, it's owned by the biggest black promoter in London, Smade. And Smade, the name Smade comes from self-made. So his name is, yeah. um, so, so self-made and uh, his name is also Ade. So it's almost like a acronym and a name, like like a play on words and everything. So Smade. And it's just, so he's the biggest black promoter in London and he promotes under Smade Entertainment. So Smade Entertainment, they are the ones in charge of, um, so he's the founder of Afro Nation. I don't know if you've heard of Afro Nation. The one that, like the one that I think I'm going to Afro Nation Puerto Rico too. You oh, you're going to the Puerto Rico one. Yeah. What, so, what the team in charge of that? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna be there. Oh, I'm gonna be one one of the organizers. Ah, so, okay, okay, okay. So, confirm, confirm. so the entertainment in charge of Afro Nation, um, in charge of events like Yam Carnival. I don't know if you've heard of Yam Carnival, and then uh, even before the event, we used to um, like any if you want to bring an artist to London to perform. You have to talk to Smith, you understand? So we've, he, he has brought over 200 artists to um, UK, to the UK to perform. He's, he is the one that really brought Afrobeat to the UK scene. You understand? He had the vision of bringing Afrobeat to the UK scene. And today that vision has become a reality, you understand? So most of the concerts, Whiskey's made in Lagos concert. 
were the ones in charge of it. The ones in the O2, the one at the O2. Yeah. Three days I sold out. Were the, like, were the team selling it? You understand? So that's where he really made his money. And then that money is what he has invested in Smith Lounge. It's a beautiful lounge in Ilford. If my, my Londoners and English people listening to this now. So it's in Ilford, East London. Beautiful lounge. We have a games room, a main room, outdoors. Um, um, VIP room, cinema room, everything you need is, uh, is like a, is like a factory of entertainment, and we're Afrocentric. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like that the factory of entertainment. Yeah, it's like a factory of anything you need. So we have club nights, we have karaoke nights, comedy nights, like it's uh, anything you want. You can even have business meetings. The the place is built in a way that you could do anything there at any particular point in time, and. All of it is sold from an Afrocentric matter. So it, when you enter the lounge, from the designs, we have a black and gold feel. So, like, so our, our colors signify the strength of like African um, entertainment, uh, our brilliance, uh, uh, exotic nature. You know, even the designs to the walls. We have, we have like black walls with gold um, dots. Uh, polka dots and it's like we have various things going i can't really say it all because it's visual so i can't really explain it all but it's an experience and and then stars have come to our lounge to which is another advantage of working on that's made entertainment so all these artists that he has worked with before um they come to our lounge so every day we have a big name at, at the lounge davido has been there ruga has been there um this this weekend we had the comedy night with Shay Law, one of the legends, OG OGs in the comedy industry. Yeah. He brought a few friends. They performed. That's going to be a regular thing at the lounge now. Uh, we've hosted so many people. Stone Boy from Ghana has been there. Um, I can't even really name it all. Every yeah, night, because it's a surprise. You understand? When I first saw you posting about it, I was like, okay, this place is cool. And one day I King saw Oniru has been there. The King of Oniru has been at the lounge. Oh, yeah. Like royal people have also been at the lounge. So not just even celebrities. Understand? So we've had all kinds of people. We're even expecting the Prime Minister of England, Boris. Ah, uh-uh. hopefully soon. <laughs> you understand? That's what we're talking about today, me and Smith. You understand? So, um, it's it's it's. I've been honored to be able to work on a project, and um, yeah, it has been a wonderful experience. Yeah, when you start posting about it, first I was like, okay, this place looks cool. Cool. I <laughs> then I saw. I think I saw David. I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. Next night, I saw this other guy again. I saw another guy in the store. Some, somebody else. I like, was, was. I think I, I messaged you that in a way. What's actually going on? <laughs> what's going on in this place? That all these people are going there. Well, like, now you understand why. <laughs> well, now you understand. Yeah, why. I was like, ah, what's going? On? I thought it was just like, okay, I thought okay, it's just some lounge you went to, like maybe I didn't know you were working there at first. I thought you, you had, okay, you had. I think that was right after you graduated. I, I thought yeah, okay, so maybe you just went to. That's the whole another crazy story. So. Um, it was during the period of my graduation, like, um, I was, I was, I was managing my cousin that was a DJ in England. So we used to go to like different clubs. You, you get me? I, I didn't really have any other fixed job. So I just used to manage him. I met, I met my cousin, he was a DJ and he just told me that I, like, I was a business major. So he told me, okay, I should come and help him manage his, um, like his, uh, brand. So I was managing him. We used to go to, we used to go to clubs, play in London. And then one night we met, I met Smade at the club and then the vibe was just there. And then the next week he told me, 
after like we had had a few conversations, he told me he wants me to help in the management of his lounge. So it was just a, so one day after my graduation, like I originally graduated and the next day I started working there and, and the next week the lounge opened, you understand? So it's been a roller coaster. Like I've not, I've not really had time to really sit back and reflect. You get, it's just been one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And, but, but I'm glad to be in this position and like, some days, because like, for example, uh, one day we were chilling at the lounge and then, I don't know if you know, do you know Larry Gaga? Yeah. So Larry Gaga was like behind me and then my cousin was like um, the DJ because he's not the DJ at the lounge. Um, so it was it was like, that's hey, that's Larry Gaga over there. Um, we should go take a picture. I was like, who? Um, Larry Gaga? Like, I'll see him later. <laughs> So like, wow. I didn't realize, but I was just busy and I was like, later, later, like, like, like that kind of thing. Like I was, I, I got jaded without knowing I was getting jaded about the process. So my point is like, when you see this, like, uh, like when you're in it, even though it's for, it was a short period of time, it's easy to get like carried away that, okay, like what you're experiencing is not. It's not the norm. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, so like, is like when I'm having conversations like this, I'm really reflecting on okay, like just a few months ago, I was just I was in my room in, in London, figure <laughs> trying to figure out like um like a new city, new environment. You understand? And then right now, I'm, I'm even like I'm 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 pushing away the opportunity to even like take pictures or videos with like celebrities and stars, you understand? So it's easy to like get, like forget. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad about the opportunity. And yeah, it's, it's, it's also fun. If you're in London, you should come around. Like, like I said, you never really know what's happening on every night. And it's just like, even if nothing is really happening, just if you want to just relax and just chill, it's, it's also that kind of place too. You get. Okay. So yeah, the, you're calling that that's the Andy Moore, Andy Moore guy. Yeah, that's DJ Andy Moore. Yeah, is a is a, one of the baddest DJs in London now. And if it wasn't bad, it won't be the DJ of the the lounge because obviously, for this guy to for the owner of my lounge to make him the DJ of our lounge, like you know the law of DJs, you get. So yeah. he played a couple of nights, um, at some of the other lounges we manage because. Um, another thing it does, another thing that we do as main entertainment is that we promote for clubs. So we have like three or four different clubs, apart from our current lounge that we are in charge of like their nights. Like we have some nights there, like LA Lounge. If you're in London, you should know LA Lounge. Um, um, Mira Flores are some of the clubs that, okay, we have this there, we promote. So we give, our, we give my cousin an opportunity to perform in those clubs and then he liked him and then he added him to the team as our official DJ. So, so it's a lot of things, man. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of things to go into. Like, <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to talk too long. But yeah, what questions do you have for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this man say what questions you have. Well, you have already finished saying everything. These questions, <laughs> what questions do I want to have for you again? <laughs> yeah, man. But you know what? Yeah, this is my first experience in hospitality. So usually the process would be for me to like manage it, this kind of thing, like, like 
the process would have been like, okay, I'm supposed to like either do my time waiting tables or like, or like yeah. do my time waiting tables, go up the ladder, you know, or maybe start from chair or something like that. So it, this is a completely new experience for me, but I'm working with like a lovely team that supports that you get. And obviously in those areas of my weakness, I have other strengths you get that I'm bringing to the team. So I'm working with a team that trusts me, right from my management to um, the staff that that are privileged to, to that I'm privileged to work with. So all that is it helps me, you know. Like every day is better than the last day, which is our motto now. And yeah, we have one of the best service in London. I can assure you of that. Regardless. So, so people have VIP section for me when I'm coming to London. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Wait, what I'm how many bottles can you buy? That's, eh? that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I mean, obviously, um, if you're coming, you're going to have special treatment. Anybody coming, just say Anthony. I'm, I'm, I'm friends of Anthony, and obviously, you'll be treated right. You know? That's what I want to hear. <laughs> so, uh, this uh, Afro-Nation Puerto Rico thing, what's, what's the deal? What can you, what can you disclose at this point? Okay, at this point, um, we're still in a lot of the, um, the formulation stage of like the of the plants, but we've secured artists already. Whiskey is confirmed, Thames is confirmed. Um, we have a lot of um, 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 Megan the Stallion confirmed. So we have a lot of acts already. Like I have twenty to thirty different artists already on board. Yeah, okay. Um, the way Afro Nation works is not it's not like a one day event. It's like it spans over three four days. Yeah. And it's, it's always lit. Like Afro Nation is lit. Okay. So the ones in Portugal, the very first one in Portugal, I, I didn't go, but what I heard of the tales I'm I, I heard from. I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I wanted I wanted to go for that one. But... It was wild. Yeah, I think surprised. that's they set the bar so high. I don't know if they might be able to ever reach that. No, you must reach it. You must reach it. But I'm hoping I've, I've heard good things about Puerto Rico. It's close to you guys. It's you close to you. Oh no, I'm coming. I'm coming. I've bought my ticket. I got my VIP ticket already. So really, that means you are taking me backstage. That's that's all I want to hear. So yeah, I don't want to hear any excuses. You know, a lot of I don't need any excuses. A lot of it is for me now. A lot of it is um is um because of my priorities. The lounge, like. For the entertainment part, I try to um, like limit my input. You get because my priority yeah. is lounge. Lounge is just kicking off. There's a lot of things that. So if I spread out too much to the entertainment, it's I might wear out. I might burn out. So I don't want to. Although yeah. I've been asked to be involved more, but like I said before, like not only one body I get, not only one mind I get. So <laughs> and then there are a lot of people that are ahead of me that have been planning this event. So. Yeah. Right now, I'm just like on a consulting level, so I'm not really in the inner inner work. So at that time for Puerto Rico, maybe the lounge would have been established, so I might have more um um input, more 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 time to input on it. So, but I don't know. But right now, right now, I'm not really involved in the um um inner 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 workings of of it. I'm just I'm just being kept up to date. You understand? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's gonna be a success. It's gonna be smashing. It's gonna be like Afro sells itself. Afro is, is oh, of course. one of the biggest. In fact, it's the biggest Afrocentric event we have right now. 
you get in terms of like mm-hmm. Afro beats to the world and bringing a carnival like wireless. If you've heard of wireless, um, what other carnivals do, do we have? I know you guys have a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not too into these things. So yes. I think I first, I first heard of Afro Nation last year. Okay. I think Puerto Rico was supposed to happen last year, but I was, I was so mad I didn't get my ticket on time. Then COVID happened. Yeah, COVID. We lost a lot of money. Yeah, so I was like, I can't miss it this time. I, I put my email. I was always checking what's going on, what's going on. As soon as they sent me the email that tickets are out, I just sharply went to go buy it the same day. And you bought VIP too? Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, no, no, I'm not, I was not taking any chances this time. No yeah. chances. Well, you know what I, I wanted to talk about? What I really wanted to talk about, which affects both of us. Because you just told me you've been promoted to management and operations. Yeah. Manager, yeah? And we're both young. How has the experience been for you? As uh, it, it was different. It was different. So I don't think I don't think I've I've had any I've had a little bit of management experience before, but it was very short lived. Yeah. So I remember after after my bachelor's after my after I graduated, I got my bachelor's, I went back to Nigeria, and after after like one month at home, you know, trying to fill my drill out again. You know, I guess my parents got tired of seeing me at home. <laughs> I, I, I guess they got tired of seeing me at home. So they're like, okay, why don't I go to this, uh, my dad's printing press. Look, they're, they're looking for a new manager. They want to go there and manage it for Okay. Well, I was like, okay. I mean, it's better than sitting at home. Yeah. How much are you gonna, I said, how much are you going to pay me? They said, okay, they pay me X, Y, Z. Okay, no problem. I'll go there. So I went there, and that was my first ever experience. Okay. How long was it? I was, it was only like, like two and a half months. Well, I was only in Nigeria for three months and then I went to go start my graduate yeah. program. After three months, after like two, the second month, I was like, nah, bro, I'm not. <laughs> my plan was to stay in Nigeria till from, I think I went back in, went back in July. Um, Nigeria is long, man. <laughs> so my plan was to stay and then go start again. I think I was supposed to go back and start again in January. I was supposed to, you know, start my graduate program in January. Yeah. And after two months, I was like, this, this ain't it, bro. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to, I need to. I don't know. I need to something. Sure. So I ended up leaving in October. Mm-hmm. I cut that short dramatically. Like halfway, so I ended up leaving in October to go back. So it was only about two, two and a half months, and um, it was a little bit romantic to begin with because I just so I got my degree in physics, but ignore that because at that point, the only thing in my head was okay. Entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurship was doing in my head. And yeah, I think, I think right after I graduated, I saw this Gary V video and just got into my, you know, Gary V is, yeah. When you're in that entrepreneurship, like, <laughs> what possesses you? I know what you're talking about. Like, that's the only thing you can think about. How can I take my business from ground zero to like exactly? So, I, I, the video was perfect. Like, this was like, I think it was like a week after I graduated mm-hmm. or something. I was just looking on Instagram, I saw this video, it was like. If you're 22, well, he said 22. At the time, I was I was just about to turn 20. But he said, if you're 22 and you just graduated, you're lucky to come across this video or something like that. And he was talking about, like, this is the best time of your life. Fuck, you, you know. Have no, no family, no kids to worry about. So you should take this time to experiment and figure out what you want to get. Like, he was, it was basically a video about entrepreneurship yeah. for people that just graduated. So it was, like, it was targeted at me, basically. And it this, just, this freaking ads, man. <laughs> it just blew into my head. Like, I, and that was, I didn't know who Gary Vee was before then. That was when I first discovered who Gary Vee was, and I started following him and getting into his stuff. 
But anyway, let me not digress too far. Mm-hmm. So at that point, that that's the kind of mindset I had at the time. So it was it was interesting. So even though I hadn't, didn't have any experience, I was determined to like make it, make the best of it, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got in there. And it was weird at first because, I mean, I feel like I look older for my age, but it was still weird considering like I'm managing all these. Grown, grown yeah, men and women. yeah, <laughs> I mean, grown men and women, and they're looking at me like, uh... that's why I emphasize on the age because <laughs> being a young manager is it's weird, it's really weird, like, is it weird, especially in Nigeria? If I was doing this in Nigeria, I probably would have quit my job because I would have been able to deal with it, but in UK, at least, everyone like. Age is not really a big of it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But it's so... At the beginning for me, it was... It was so like, okay, how do I relate with with them? You get? Like, how do I... um, Because, you know, even if we're not in in the UK, I was raised in the Nigerian environment. You get? So it's still in your body. You understand what I'm trying to say? And, you know, I'm not like you. I've not spent five years in the abroad yet. I'm still fresh off the boat. You get? (laughs) So, so like a lot of those Nigerian this are still in me. You get so, like so I was uncomfortable with it at first, but I think because of the, for me, the volume of work and the fact that okay, a lot of shit has to be done. Like at some point, you just ignore it. You get, yeah, you get, and then when you, when you, um. When you get used to expressing yourself, the first couple of times, when when you have gotten used to it, then it becomes more comfortable. You understand, As, especially when you see that you're not really getting blowback from it. You get, yeah, you're not really. There's no conflict arising from your tonality or your communication. You understand? Mm-hmm. Then you become more reassured that okay, you are saying the right things and then you are hitting the right notes. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, my experience was particularly interesting. Did you get pushback in Nigeria? Did you get pushback? No, not not overtly. Not directly. No, not overtly. So at the time, I was like, when that started, I was I was twenty, right? So oh my like, goodness! Now you're much older now, even like yeah, twenty. I'm twenty five now. You're 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 what? You're twenty four, right? Yeah, I'm twenty four. Yeah, so then I was twenty, right? Uh, and I mean, if I'm revealing my age, why can't I reveal anonymous? <laughs> Well, yeah, not the most, somewhat. <laughs> but, but yeah, so the, the, what made it really interesting is there's this guy who was like, he was like the de facto manager before. Like, he wasn't really the manager, but in, yeah. you know, based on the, the absence of a manager. Yeah, based on the gap existence. No, not even me and him, as now I'm saying, like before I came, is what I'm saying. So in the absence of a manager, because my dad wasn't always able to be there, but he was busy. Sometimes my mom would go there, but in the absence of a manager, he was the manager, basically. Yeah. So when I came in, it's not like, okay, so now this guy is reporting to me. And he's the one that he wow. understands. He I understands. Thought you gonna, I thought you were going to be below him. No, no, no. He was reporting to me. <laughs> so that made it even more that awkward. Worse. That made it a lot more awkward. So, that is worse. And despite the awkwardness, mm. I was... I was relying on him to basically give me the lay of the land, like, okay, what's going on? How does this, like, okay, yeah. on the first day, I told him to, like, give me a tour of the place and, you know, let me know what the operations are like, God what's going damn. on, who is who, who's doing what. This is so, so that awkward. dynamic made it a lot more awkward. 
So there's God some things damn. that he used to do there before that now it's like, okay, he has to run it by me first before he can do it the way he, want, he wants to do it. Like one one particularly interesting... Are you at, you were freaking is, 20. <laughs> ah, bro. So it, was, it, was, it was weird. It was weird. But so one time we had to hire an accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were supposed to have hired an accountant before, but the, the process was still ongoing. And... Um, I guess we they, they had put out signs and people were coming in to interview. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, like I never confirmed this, but it was my suspicion that he had certain candidates that maybe he had referred and he was preferring. Yeah. So that's what I meant when I said not overtly. So he didn't, he never said anything, but I was starting to get a feel for something that is very important in management, but yeah. I was still picking up on then. It's like, you have to, here, not just what people say, but what they, what they don't say. Facts. What they don't say is what, where a lot of the communication takes place. 70%. Yeah. So 70%. it's like, there are certain people that were more primed Yeah. before the interview and they knew more of what they were getting into than others. And those are people that he was kind of like trying to, yeah. you know, put for like, okay, I know this guy, this guy. So that, that was a unique experience. That was the dynamic between me and him. So it wasn't just the regular workers on the floor. It was mostly me and him yeah. i think right now he's i think for the most part he's the manager i think he is the manager right now but i haven't really kept up with it in a while he's still there right now that, yeah, that, yeah i believe he's i believe he's that means he's, he must be doing something right you know yeah so i mean he knew he knew his job he knew, understood the place i suppose but you know what you know what that was a soft landing for you because like at the end of the day it was not like was your dad's business exactly. again? What's the word that happened? There was a there was a safety net. Yeah, there was a safety net. But at the same time, because it was my dad's business, yeah, that, that I went in that feeling like of yeah, yeah I felt like there was a target on my back when I went in. <laughs> so it was different. I felt like everybody looking to me. Oh, like, like, like only here fucking unqualified twenty years. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck does it matter? <laughs> So that that was another that was another thing that made it a little bit more difficult. I felt like Fuck. like I think the first day, the first day I called him, I called the meeting the first day and had all the the all the workers came into the office. Oh my god, so day, cute! Looking, <laughs> and you know, I was trying to like put on my poker face or whatever. But inside, I was like, oh wow, this is so. I was so nervous on the inside. But I was trying to keep my poker face. So, and what what I was thinking in my mind the whole time is all these guys are looking at me like, oh my god, you're only here because of your dad's. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, apart from the guy that I said was pointing to, I don't think any of the others actually knew how young I was. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they could tell that I was young, but yeah, they probably thought I was maybe like twenty five. You know. Yeah. They didn't know that. Fortunately, I don't think they knew how young. I was. <laughs> Yeah, now that made things even funnier, but yeah. it was it was a funny experience. Now fast forward to now, yeah, it's again that was a few years after, but it it wasn't as hard to get used to it this time. Yeah, it was it was it was a quick learning curve, let me say. Mm. And um, our director, who is now he's not the VP of operations, he mm. he was like he had a conversation with me like, okay, I feel like before I was promoted, I was like, okay, I feel like you know um you're a good candidate for this position when it opens up what do you think so we had a conversation about that and he was like okay he'll he'll kind of mentor me in the process of getting started started on this so i kind of modeled some of my management style on him the way okay. he does things so that made things a little bit easier and 
it's a little bit uh, it's weird because I'm still in a hybrid position. So I'm officially I'm a, the operations manager, but what I do on a day to day basis, about sixty percent of it maybe is managing people, and forty percent of it I still work like I'm an analyst because I'm yeah. I'm still, I was kind of like the subject matter expert for a few things, a few AWS services that we work with. Yeah. So, and being that it's a startup, we're not just hiring people left, right, and center yet. So I'm still taking on a lot of those roles. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's a bit of a weird experience. You know what? You know what? It's interesting. It's so crazy. We're living the same lives in different industries. So like, <laughs> what, what you said right now, I understand it, even though, I don't understand it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really get the tech stuff about it, but I understand where you're coming from. Because for me, because I'm an assistant manager, um, and I have just like, there's only one general manager. And then after the general manager is the, like, is the owner. You get? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's a bar. So the, the it's a, it's a lounge. So the, the staff doesn't really have to be bulky, but the responsibilities are a lot. So it's kind of hybrid. Like, almost like 50% I'm managing people and then 50% I'm doing like, like staff work. Like some days yeah. I have to be like the bartender, chef, um, um, waitress, you get like waiter, you get, you get so like, and I'm learning all those things for the first time too. Don't forget that, you know? Yeah. Like I'm learning many of these things for the first time. So like, it's almost like hand in hand. So I have to be the, best version of something i'm just learning from uh, you understand because i imagine the assistant manager fucking up how would the bartender or waitress or you understand yeah <laughs> you know someone i'm trying to say you have to set an example like um it's hybrid like i'm i'm being both a manager and and a staff at the same time and i like it don't get me wrong i like it but I feel you. Like I understand what you're saying completely, even though it's yeah. from a different world entirely. It's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that actually, because it's almost like I started two management positions at the same time. <laughs> so, like um, in in June, not around June, exactly in June, um, I started this uh, started an Airbnb at the property that I got. Cut them. And I hired. I hired. You make this money. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> I mean, it's not in the best location ever, but it's yeah. like, okay, it's doing all right so mm -hmm. far. So I hired a cleaner, and fortunately enough, I, I found I found this cleaner through my sister Seki actually. Hey, shout out! So <laughs> yeah, shout out to Seki. So fortunately, uh, hey, let's say uh, shout out to Melissa before she before she attack me. <laughs> Melissa debate here. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have that conversation as family, but later. <laughs> I can't I can't say that. Yeah, she was poisoning me. But anyways, um. So I've, I've hired this cleaner anyway. So she comes and cleans in between the guests and everything. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, she was willing to take on some other roles like um, to do laundry, she'll make the beds, if they need plates and cups and everything, she'll do that. So it's like, even though she's not my employee, she has her own cleaning company and it was supposed to be like, okay, you come once I pay, you come once I pay. That's still how it works. Mm -hmm. But it feels like, at this point, it kind of feels like she's my employee. That's what it feels like. So... I've had to deal with that and managing guests. Sometimes guests will co come in to have their complaints. Yeah. Oh, this wasn't good. So got. And sometimes I know they're talking nonsense. I know the place was fine. She sends me pictures after every time she cleans. Yeah. I know it was fine, but I still have to pacify them. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's so, all right. I understand. You know what? Yeah. 
I'll Those send it over. Always right, my guy. Exactly. I'll sometimes I'll just make them feel better. I'll be like, okay, I'll send it over the next day to clean again. You know, yeah. Free of charge. Don't worry about it. Even though I need sometimes like they just want you to they just want you to listen to them and feel like you yep. care about what they're saying. Hello? <laughs> Even if your response is a no response, like it's a, it's a, it's something you know you would never ever do, but just that, just the fact that, like a lot of people are babies. I'm just gonna say that right <laughs> now. Like a lot of you are babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's not even like babies. Just the human. It's just how humans are, basically. Like I, I've tried to put myself in their shoes of like. It made me wonder, like, so maybe two years ago when I went to this Airbnb, is this how I was? Like, yeah, like, was like, this? I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just the human experience, how people are. Yeah, but also on that end, I think what you said, what you said, that reminded me is when you're like, sometimes you're the bartender, sometimes you're the yeah, you know, waiter, yeah, because sometimes the, the cleaner can always get there. Maybe, maybe a guest is like, oh, there's this thing here, the trash is here, and like, it's not, it's not a trash day, yet. we can't take it out. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Don't worry. I'll drive over there. I'll pick it up. I'll take it out. Or maybe something needs to be fixed, the light bulbs or yeah. something. Or I don't know. There's always a myriad of complaints. Like, okay, one time there was an AC issue. After I got enough AC guys, I figured out how to do it myself. I was, like one time I drove there at like 10 p.m., went into the attic to fix it. <laughs> so I'm also like, I'm like the... Yeah. the emergency maintenance guy. That's, <laughs> that's like the one of them tells you. Like, is is it makes sense, like being the boss, yeah. Like being the boss, it sounds good, but it's a lot of dirty work. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot of cleaning up. It's a lot of like, what I mean, cleaning up, not literally cleaning up, like you're yeah. doing now. Independent, <laughs> <laughs> but like it's a lot of like following up after people that you work for, and and then it's a lot of trusting people. You get you are you are you are. You are serving. You don't. You understand what I'm trying to say. Like you are. Yeah. You are really. You are really the one working for them, and that's the mentality you have to have. You get like they're not working for you. You are working for them. You're trying to yeah. make them be the best version of themselves. Because when they are the best version of themselves is when you can be like you can have peace of mind. You get. Yeah. So that's that's and a lot of it has to come from. I think a lot of it has come from two places, a place of respect. You understand, and a place of love. That's that's my. Some people might not agree yeah. with that. I agree, I agree. I mean, everybody has a different. I think stuff. like love, saying love and all this shit is corny. Yeah, but <laughs> I think you have to genuinely like. I'm not saying like love, like the way you love your baby boy. You really love I, I think love is love is strong. But it's a, a, better strong. Word, a better word like uh, Gary 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 V likes. It. Although I do find Gary V corny sometimes. Yeah, you have love gems. Empathy. Is, is Empathy. Empathy. Yes. Is like, the word. That's that's really the word, but let's take it to love. Let's take it to love. I love my stuff. Yeah, let's take it to love. I don't care. I'm, I'm corny. I'm strong. Forget, forget about it. Don't care. Forget about it. So let's take it to love because I love my stuff. I truly and truly love my stuff. So I think when these things come from love, I think it's only human that you reciprocate it. You get. Yeah. So and that's been my experience, and I love it so much, man. Like management is 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 it's a world on its own. Yeah, it's a it's a very unique experience, and I think it's something that most like most young people today are not content with the whole nine to five mm-hmm. thing. So most of us that choose to 
do something about that that's discontent or malcontent whatever word when you use are going to run into having to deal with management or some level yes yes so uh, i don't know it's, it's a very interesting thing how we're more and more of us are getting into that area even though we're seen as uh the winer generation but <laughs> More of us, more of us are like getting into that. Like everybody wants, everybody is looking for a side hustle or one business. It doesn't matter what it is. Everybody looking for one thing to do. So eventually, you want, into the demand. In as much as you say you don't want to do nine to five, yeah, like this nine to five and um entrepreneurship, nine to five versus entrepreneurship debate. It's crazy because entrepreneurship is literally nine to five without the nine to five, without the actual nine and fives. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. if you're saying the reason for entrepreneurship, like, because people, like, we get sold by entrepreneurship culture. Like, oh my God, I want to work for myself so that I can have my own time. No, you're not going to have your own time. Your time, what what happens is your time has become the business's time. <laughs> I don't think it's so much... When you say my own time, at least for me, like hmm? it, it's not like I'm thinking, okay, now I'm gonna have more limited free time. Although that's my that's my end goal. I understand obviously. for the next five, ten years, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. But it's more like I get to control the time. Even though I'm working more on yeah. my own business, yeah, I am in control of the time. If I decide this two o'clock really? to three PM. I, I, want I agree with that. I agree with that. You are doing things on your own time. But yeah. what I'm saying that what people get confused is they it like people think they have more free time or it's easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's a, I get what you're saying. That's a huge misconception. I think the only people that think that are people that have never actually tried tried it to run a business. That yeah, the only kind of people that would think and that's that. why you watch you watch social network and now you all you're all excited, or, you know. You watch one Gary Vee video, you watch that um, deck, and now you're excited. Um, but once you try it, you quickly that notion will quickly be destroyed. You realize that, that once you try for the first time, like you, you quickly, like that. But then you can't now get discouraged from it. You get because because you know when people, and I think it almost happened to me, like my first foray into entrepreneurship. Like I can remember the project I started. I was eighteen, seventeen. I was so excited to start this tech idea i had formed at the time formed the team you get and then i really went into it and my guy <laughs> i quickly realized but and when i realized and then i went to go and do the kpm job and everything like i was at some point i was really depressed i was like so like this is my life i'm not going to be an entrepreneur you get <laughs> because i feel you get like, so am I going to be like, quote unquote, cost to work my nine to five my entire life? You get, am I like, what well, that was just like me not understanding things because of, I'd carried the expectation of, of, okay, like Mark Zuckerberg, you get like, <laughs> <laughs> and then when my expectation didn't meet reality, if like, I did not condition myself to not realize that it's not like a marathon, it's not like a, like it's, it's, not not, it's not a sprint it's a, it's a marathon it's, a, it's constant failures and failures and failures and then figuring out a formula that works and then once you figure out that formula then it's it's only up for them it's still even after you figure out that formula it's still a lot of work but yeah it gets i was is, 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 does it get easier or do you just 
It's not that it gets easier. It's you get more into it. Like when I'm doing something, then I know okay, this is a venture I created myself. Yeah. This this is what I need to do, and I'm doing this because this is my end goal. I enjoy it more. Like yeah, I'm spending more time on it, but the time feels less. The time passes quicker. Yeah. I think that for me is what balances. Okay, let me with- let me ask you this question. Let me ask you to finalize this conversation. Do you think nine to five is better than entrepreneurship or one is you, you think one is better than the other? No, no. That's too it's too black and white. I don't deal in absolutes like that. It's, yeah. It depends on the situation. Like my current nine to five, it's not even it's technically a nine to five, but I don't treat it like a nine to five. Yeah. And I think it's be, partly because it's a startup. Yes. Um, partly because I enjoy what the company has been. I actually enjoy yes. working on it. So this is probably the, if I'm being completely honest, this is the first time in my life, I can actually say I'm working and I enjoy what, <laughs> what I'm doing. Same. So that's brought this to my ex. I love it. <laughs> but like, yes, yeah, like, same. and then that's another debate. So, but I don't think we have time for that in this. In yeah. This like well, let me just finish, finish that thought real quick. So part of the reason why that is is so yeah, the company is a startup, right? And we analysts, well, I'm not an analyst anymore, but we basically all the employees in the company have this um how do I put this? We all have uh, options in the company. So for instance, oh, that's, if we, that's nice. I if know. we get if we get bought out now, each of us will get a piece of that's what the company good. is worth. So not only are you trying to, you know, okay, let me get my ninety-five money and get out of here. That's Not okay. only are you trying to get your end of year bonus, you also have a vested interest in the company succeeding. And there's a culture in the company too. Like the the CEO has this is his second or third company that he's done this with. Like he builds them up and he sells them. So like everybody knows That's what the end goal one. is. Everybody knows, okay, this is okay, this guy's done this, guy's yeah. done this before. Like, this is where we're going. And at that point, I don't know, it's up to it's up in the air. If, if the company gets bought out one day, do I stay? Do I go? That's up in the air. That one is it's a conversation for another day. But that makes it feel like an entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurial endeavor, basically. So yeah. it feels like, okay, I am a part of, you know, the team yeah. of this company and I'm using my interest in so that's that's different. That's a different thing on on its own. Fam, motivation is a crazy concept, fam. Like of how motivation works. I see this thing. Yeah, exactly the same situation you talked about. Because of the success of Smith Entertainment and Smith events and Smith parties, like all these are like they are organizations that have worked and been successful. Like you get so yeah. everyone believes Smith Lounge is already a success. You get and oh, yeah. everyone is working. You get um based on that feeling so well not that our belief is not based on anything concrete if you really think about it <laughs> like i mean it depends like, his history is something concrete when i mean concrete i mean like it's only a feeling like or the successes of those past two companies like in your case that you talked about in your case mm-hmm. even though the experience carries over but they don't really determine the success of this one not necessarily, but there, there's there's a cor- there's a correlation that you can believe in there. I, first, first of all, it's not just the CEO, mm-hmm. the um director that I was talking about, he's the VP of operations. Now he's been he's worked on, he worked 
in at least one other company with yeah. CEO. So, and then they brought in another VP who's worked with them before Angela. So she's like, well, the, three the three of them are like the dream, the dream team, basically. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like, okay, I think you're either a money fan or a Chelsea fan. I'm a Chelsea fan. Okay, okay. So, yeah, okay, small. But anyway, uh, it's like you're a Mario fan and Ronaldo has come back now. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, you're already thinking like, wow, like, but well, even if I think you finished fourth before, now I think you can challenge for the title because there's that belief that. But even in that scenario, there's a chance that Ronaldo can come and break his leg. Do you there's a chance. There's a chance. There's, 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 there's that belief. Yeah. It, because you know this guy has done it before. This guy knows what it takes to get there. If this guy is here and we're training and this guy says, oh wow, that's a good training session, you can believe him because he knows, he back, knows what back, it takes. Back, so that's, that's where that belief comes from. Back. If this guy is doing this and you can match what he's doing, then you know, okay, we're on the right track. You know, if um, if Smith is telling you guys that, okay, this has need to do, if we do this, this event will succeed, and you manage to do it, you already have the belief because you know he knows what it takes. Yes. To succeed. Yeah. That's where that belief that's what that belief is born from. So, so are we saying, like in this kind of situation now, um, the best entrepreneurs. So it's almost like uh, it's almost like uh, you have to succeed for you to be known as successful. Like just you know what I'm trying to say. Like, what of when it's your first time? Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's always difficult, but success. Tends to breed more success. more success. Success is like somebody says. Success is a habit. It's yeah. not a what was the saying again? It's uh, I can't remember what the saying. Well, that's was, unfair too. But it's success unfair. is a habit. It's unfair to first timers. Like it's unfair. Like you have to actually go through that struggle of succeeding the first time, when no one believes in you. Like or like, like it's so hard to motivate people. For example when you're just doing something for the first time everything is a struggle because no one like you've not been there before you've not yeah. gone through that fire like your word is not you understand what i'm trying to say but that's the that's the that's the price that you pay for the later successes wow. that's where it comes from that's the price that that's you pay. The episode now. That's, <laughs> that's the price that you pay it's not it's not free <laughs> That's it's not free. Pay, that's the price you have to you have to go through that initial struggle, man. That's 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 crazy. Yeah, like as Smith now he has he has paid he has paid his dues, so he gets to enjoy the fruits of the fruit of his labor, future successes. Yeah. yeah, you have to you have to go about acquiring like I'm just remembering this line from anime, you know. Like have you have you watched this anime? Um sorry, sorry for my non-anime fans, for the non-anime people here. Um, when they asked, do you, okay, I don't know if you watch. Do you watch my hero? No, is it my hero? No, I'm not into it. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. This is anime that comes to mind. Anyway, the scene in that anime was like, um, how do I, how do you reach like, like something about reaching the top or something? And they were like, the only way you reach the top is by acquiring more. Okay, I've, I've, I remember the anime now. Um, this shit with this nonsense arc. I'm so sorry. Maybe oh, you can... you're talking about One Piece. No, not One Piece. Um, like what happens in the anime is that they have like, Asta Black Clover. You know, you watch Black Clover. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Just saw, I saw one episode. I was like, no. Ah, uh, why are you not? Like, <laughs> one episode try. 
Maybe one day I'll go back to it. <laughs> you know what? A lot of, a lot of uh, issues in that anime. Like, at the beginning, like, the first 30 episodes were shit. And then... You just imagine. So you want me to watch 30 episodes? They were not shit. <laughs> See, they were not shit. They were not shit, but... They copied the Naruto storyline, so everything was just weird, like corny. You get like well, I've seen this before. You have that feeling of yeah. I've seen this before. It's a typical shonen, shonen like, protagonist. Like, yeah. yeah, so typical. So then, but then they picked up and started doing like crazy stuff, like things that have never been done before. You get so yeah. But it took it. It took a while. But when you get into it, like it gets really, really going. And forget about it. Forget it. this is not an anime episode. And <laughs> hello. Oh, sorry you about, about the codes. Oh, it was the code that you were going to say. The code I was going to talk about was how they talked about like the only way you reach the top is by everyone knowing that you are worthy to reach the top. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Oh, that's even that is stolen from Naruto. So. Even that is stolen from Naruto. <laughs> even that. Yeah. Well, you can only the only way you get recognized is by people recognizing you. It's a simple statement, but it's one that is actually really, really profound. You know what I'm yeah, It's like the uh, um, you don't get recognized when you're Hokage. You become Hokage because you are recognized. Yeah. Exactly. That, that something like that. So it's not it's not a chicken. It's like a chicken and egg situation. Like, are you a celebrity because you are celebrated, or are you a celebrity because you are a celebrity? You know what I was trying to say? No, you're confusing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I get what you're saying. So you're not, you're not celebrated because you're a celebrity. You are a celebrity because... You are celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> at this point, I'm sure the listeners are wondering if you smoke something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not... <laughs> <laughs> okay okay uh quick take quick take now that you, you talked about smoking um are you ah your mom might don't, don't ask me this kind of question <laughs> i don't don't ask me this kind of question please when we stop recording you can ask me that i don't you can ask me that question you want to ask <laughs> okay let me rephrase it what's your take on weed what what's your take on marijuana no, no, we'll discuss this one later. but let me let me just say this let me say this um I think there's there's nothing there's nothing inherently harmful about marijuana in my opinion. Okay. Um, I mean, as far as you know, substances go, if you're gonna drink alcohol, I don't see why you should have anything against marijuana in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're talking about it as just strictly plants, okay. very helpful as far as I mean. It has so many uses. If you're talking about it as something people like to consume, then yeah, that what I said earlier applies. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I live in a state where it is illegal to do most things with marijuana. <laughs> it's illegal in Texas. For most things, so that's, that's slowly trying to you know do something like I think CBD America oil, is so confusing. CBD it's oils are legal here separate, now. Separate states having separate laws. If if it's if it fucks in my mind. Yeah, each state in its own way is like slightly independent in its own way. Yes, they all answerable to the federal government, but they all have their own laws. They all have some authority. How do you keep up? Like if you are someone that moves between states, how do you keep up with the I mean, I mean if, I wanna, be... if I want to look up the laws in the state you're going to before you go there. God damn. So yeah, much so, work. 
I mean, most people just do whatever and just be aware of the, be aware of the, um, the major stuff, you know, the major things. So if you're somebody that smokes weed, definitely want to know what the law is on that before you go to said states. So there are some states where um, you, it's illegal to smoke weed, but if they catch you with more than a certain amount of weed, it's, it's illegal, you go to jail. So it's like, <laughs> you want to be aware of stuff like that. So it's, it's different, it's weird. Some states where, you know, you can go to a bar and buy alcohol to like 2 a.m. Some states it's one thirty. That's Missouri. Shout out to Missouri. I don't know why it's one thirty, but it's one I don't know what the extra thirty minutes are doing for them, but it's one thirty. Then maybe in New York it's like four I think it's like four AM in New York. Uh, they need it so in New York. All, all kinds of different all kinds of different laws. It's it's different. It's different. This is I appreciate the UK because of this, because of like so many reasons why I appreciate the UK. UK has its issues, yeah, don't get me wrong. But the the politics in America is just a lot, man. I can't even lie. I mean, you it's say that, but UK is like we can probably like four UKs inside of Texas, you know. <laughs> so it's a different it's a different ball game entirely. So what what do you mean by four UKs? You you know, if we're talking about United Kingdom, we're talking Scotland, Ireland, all the colonies like I mean you can I, like, I don't I don't wanna I will look at the exact yeah you know square footage or whatever you want to call it mm. area what was the word I'm looking for? Yeah but it's not it's not that big it's yeah. possible. Texas is pretty big, you know. Texas is Texas is, if I had to guess, Texas is somewhere around 70, 80% the size of Nigeria. I heard, I heard. Texas is pretty big. And I, 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 I actually fact-checked that. I, it blew my mind. It's pretty big. So it, I don't know exactly how big the UK is in comparison to Nigeria because all these people be enlarging their countries on the map, unnecessarily. So, but it wouldn't shock me if I could fit three or four, you know, UKs inside of, Texas. When I said UK originally, I was thinking England, but you're right. I mean, there are other countries. In the yeah. Region, but even then, they're not that big. <laughs> they're, not, they're not that big. I not mean, really Scotland, is, Scotland is the biggest of them, if I'm not, mis- yeah. if I'm not mistaken. They're not that big, so it's still possible. But, yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot more a lot more you're managing here. That being said, you're, you're right. It doesn't have to be that complicated. The thing with America is because of how the country was formed in the first place. That these were all these were all independent colonies, at least the thirteen were independent colonies before they got started. When Texas became Texas, Texas was an independent republic for I think a few months, two or three months before it became part of the US. So it was their own thing. So when they joined, they joined on their own terms. Wow. After they got after they started a war with the Mexican government, they joined on their own terms. Wow. California, too, I believe, was an independent republic for a little while. Um, I'm not sure about the history there, but I believe they were an independent republic. They have their own flag. I think the bear, the bear on the flag and everything. They have their own flag. Texas has its own flag. So when they joined, they joined on their own terms. So, And even before that, states' rights has always been a big deal in the U.S. So the states, when they came together to fight the British, it was with the understanding that they will retain some measure of autonomy under the federal government. So that's, and Americans are very, they're very reluctant, they're very low to change their, you know, amend their constitution. Because they're they're kind of purists in that way. They feel like any amendment on the constitution takes them further and further away from 
what the founding fathers originally intended and closer to maybe ending up with what they were trying to get away from in the first place. Well, with what, what the founding fathers were slave owners. <laughs> Let's not get into that. That's a story for another day. <laughs> As their intention really, really secret. So that is, that is a whole story for another it's day. Just, it's just, everything is just a mess. And so even even at that point, like they had some conflict. Like uh, take this story with a grain of salt because because of who the story is told by. But even at that point, when they were trying to you know sign the Declaration of Independence and you know declare war on the British or their freedom from the British, it almost didn't happen because some of some of the founding fathers supposedly wanted that phrase all men are created equal to apply to everybody where some of them were like no when we say men we're talking about us we're not talking, <laughs> we're not talking about them so, so there, was a, there was an issue like they almost didn't it almost didn't happen because of that and eventually so the story goes anyway like i said that i'm sure even the ones that thought all men are created equal they're probably still racist on some level we have to take the story with a grain of salt. But eventually, the story goes, they had to come to a compromise. They had to basically agree that, okay, for the good of the country actually coming into being, we have to, you know, we have to concede that point to them and just uh-huh. let them have their slavery and postpone the war, the war that happened a hundred years later, basically. Or so the story goes. Um, let me let me say that so the story goes again because I, I don't hundred percent believe all of that. I feel like that is written by the victors. Exactly, it sounds a little bit too sweet. Sounds too Hollywoodish wow. for, for my for my taste. But that's that's the official story. Wow, it's so crazy about like history and like beliefs and like and like um. You know what? One thing that really fucks with me is that. Things that are considered um what we know today as good, bad, the norm you get. Yeah. Was either once upon a time not, like maybe it was upside down, you get, or like some norms today that were like taboos then, some taboos today might be norms in the future. You you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So that really fucks with me in fact in the fact that while well, I only living in a a really really small sample size of the whole of existence yeah. and that sample size we live like that sample size dictates like the period everybody every era lives like the period they live in dictates all all of time to an extent it does so you said history is written by the victors that's a very common yeah common um quotes let me yeah, say quotes. there's another one that's I prefer mm-hmm. kind of so even though I, they are both true, I think this one rings more true to me. Yeah. I think this one was said by Napoleon actually, supposedly. He says history is <laughs> I love how you are <laughs> like you no, 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 no I like to say that, that because not to take everything with a grain of salt. I take everything with a grain of salt. So uh, I have to say like supposedly or like I, I saw this somewhere that was Napoleon and said I wasn't there when he said it. Yeah, but I don't know, but anyways, and his quotes, you know, hammers this point home too. So what he says is supposedly his uh, history is, um, his, okay, I don't know the exact wording, but something like history is a set of lies that are agreed upon, basically. 
God damn. So we all come together, a bunch of people come together and decide this is the story that is going to be told, and that's what we know to And that's too dark now. Come on. That <laughs> but that's the that's the case. That's nah, the case. nah, I don't fuck with that. That's the case. <laughs> I don't fuck with and that. Too dark. To your point about you know, we all act like you know the period of time we live in determines reality. To no, not reality, determines all of time. Yeah, to to a degree, it's true because and this is something that it took me a while to come to terms with. I was always kind of like a curious with history. Like, no, this is how you're supposed to be for the world before this. Ah, yeah, Kennedy, and you were. I'm, I knew I'm, you slowly, <laughs> I've slowly changed that mindset because it seems like even though all of that is true, it doesn't matter if that's not what people believe today. Fact. What the perception is everything. What people perceive to be true typically is what the world it's operates true. with it doesn't matter what right. you think actually happened what actually happened is irrelevant what happened is what people believe happened. God damn. You just say it's irrelevant it's mostly irrelevant come on Kenneth. i mean the world is the world as a physicist yes i understand that there are consequences to what yeah. happened from what happened exactly like what, happened. what actually happened yeah so you can't call it irrelevant there is there is kind of a for lack of a better word you can even understand it to be magic yeah, some people are able to create this illusion for humans and paint things like okay this is what actually happened this is what you believe and this is how we're going to act going forward yeah with this common belief that this is what happened and this is how this is how the world is shaped for the most part this is how politicians shape the world they tell they tell a story and get us to buy into the story. Mm-hmm. And from that point onwards, that is what we believe to be the truth. What really happened behind the scenes is not so relevant anymore. They they deal with the mechanics of what really happened behind the yeah. scenes. But yeah. our everyday lives are governed by what we believe yeah. happened. But do you, do, fine, okay, fine. I agree completely. No, not completely, because my only nugget or where I would like to chip in is Fine, that's true because if we all worried about what is actually true, nobody will sleep at night. You get what I'm trying to say? That that is true. So in that in that sense, is is irrelevant. Well, at the end of the day, you can only control what you can control. You can only um believe. You can only um act with what with the information you have. Yeah. My only point is, I do not think anyone should be too invested in any belief. Which is what you already practice when you say supposedly, um, uh, when you when you add a lot of disclaimers. Yeah. What people do is we take what we are told and hold them like that. That's that, like that. Like what's the word dogmas or what's this word that what what that yeah. what has been said is unshakable. You understand? Yeah, you understand. From. From a perspective, I can understand why. Because at the end of the day, if you don't stand on something, you stand. If you stand for everything, you stand for nothing. You understand? Yeah. We at some point, human beings need to pick a side to be sane. Like they need exactly. to. They need to. They need to choose something to believe in to be sane. But I don't know if you get my point. It's, I get, understand what you're saying, but as far as humans are concerned. As an individual, you can do what you have said. Like you don't have to cling to any belief as to be the exact absolute truth. As an individual, you absolute can. truth. That's but, that's what I was 
I was looking for. In order to govern a society, the most effective way to govern a society, as far as we have witnessed in human civilization anyway, is to pick a side, like you said. It doesn't matter if you personally, you can be the president of this country. It doesn't matter what, what you personally believe about mm-hmm. Al-Qaeda or ISIS. It doesn't yeah. matter. The fact of the matter is the collective understanding of your nation is those guys are the bad guys. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the truth is, but your job is to motivate these people to yeah. one common goal. And if that is the goal that unites them, then that's the goal that you go with. And you have to go with it wholeheartedly. That's basically you, that's once, it. Basically. Once you waver, it reflects in your actions and decisions. And that's that's the complexity of of that well, belief. I, and I get perception. that. For that, there's a direct motive. Like as a leader, you cannot waver. But what of us as people and everyday conversations? And like for example, um, um parents forcing their beliefs on children for example yeah um um like friends forcing like friends not being friends with each other because of having different beliefs you get yeah there's a thing about that though like the reason why it becomes a collective state in the first place like why leaders have to act that way is and maybe this, this is a cynical belief that I have, and uh, maybe humans will change one day. I don't know. Maybe we'll become more. I don't want to use the word intelligent. It seems it will become Maybe we'll become more. As fuck, bro. We'll become more. <laughs> Our conversations no, are I don't, condescending. I don't mean it to be condescending. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe we'll, we'll get to the point where we can rise above that kind of thinking that, okay, yeah, I'm Christian, you're Muslim, therefore we cannot be. Maybe we'll get to a point where we we'll rise above that. I don't want to use specific point. examples like that. Yeah, that's the most common example. Yeah, that's the most common I can example. Think of. But mm-hmm. at this point in time, I believe the average person will still think that way about most things. It seems to be almost like a law of human nature. Right? The average person, like you said, it just most people would make decisions that simplify their lives. Yeah. Most people don't want to have to deal with the complexity of is yeah. this person a good person, this person a good it's much easier to just say I'm this or that. Less. Yeah, it's much easier. It's not that most people that, are evil. Uh, most people are not evil. They're not bad people. Yeah. Most people just want to grow up, work, put yeah. food on their table, take care of their children. We That's how many people are. We all have the same exactly. I believe we all have the same needs. Yeah. But that urge to simplify things drives people to behave most people to behave that way and we all behave that way to be honest it's just a matter of degree yes it's just to what degree there are some areas where we're like okay hold on now like this is too this is not that simple let me look into it but we, we all behave that way check just, yourself we just, we just choose where and when we can we want to apply that ability to discern exactly so <laughs> Now, what separates people that rule nations from the average person is not just the ability to know that this issue is not that simple, that it's, not, it's more complex than that, but also the ability to also know that whether it's more complex or not, it does not matter to the average person in this country. And how can we use that to achieve our goal? 
God damn. But we're turning this episode to something else right now. <laughs> like at this point, I don't even know what I'm going to name this episode. <laughs> we're turning to something else. Even... You know, these are our conversations, are, especially when you don't give me a topic to reply. <laughs> but at least I was thinking, okay, I'll name this episode, you know, maybe S Made Lounge or something, but now it's not. I later on, I thought, okay, maybe I'll name it something to do with management or something. Now I don't even know again. I don't even know what I'm going to call it now, but we'll see. We'll see. But let me, let's not make this too long. This is like an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> of the air, we'll brainstorm. I know another problem you have here with me, because if you leave me, I can still talk for the next two. I know. I know. Even me too, right? That's, that's you need to set time limits. I keep telling you. <laughs> yeah, my using my de facto time limits, like, I don't want it to be longer than like an hour, 20 minutes. Like that's, I don't want it to be much longer than that. Oh, okay. That's my de facto time limit. Normally I would have even been stricter, but um, since I haven't been recording all this time, yeah. my uh, squad cast hours have been accumulating like crazy. Like right now I have 47 hours of recording to you. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with them yet. And every month those hours are increasing. So they're increasing, but I think I get, I was supposed to get like five hours every month. It's so, just that you don't edit. You don't. Re- you don't want to edit your video. It's not that I don't want to edit. First of all, like, why make it more complicated than how it doesn't have to be? That's one. Yeah. And two, <laughs> I feel like it comes across more original when I don't. Like, I don't know if it, maybe some people don't believe, but I really don't edit it that much. Usually, I just cut at the beginning, cut at the end, put the intro outro. I'm a victim of it. That's really how I put don't it out. believe. <laughs> Let them know I mean, that I, mean, I, have I mean, a victim. What happened? There's a lot of things I said that I never thought, especially the first couple of times we recorded. Like, anyway, I'm, I'm glad I didn't say anything too outlandish, but <laughs> I really thought this man was going to edit stuff out. And I ended up hearing my exact word for words, including my errors. And that's why I think that's why I'm a bit nervous now. Because I know you don't freaking edit anything. <laughs> I mean, it's a two-way street, though. It's a two-way street. I, if I make any errors, too, it's going to be on, yeah. on it's a record, too. I mean, unless it's something like, something like, okay, okay, this absolutely cannot go on there, then I'll go and cut it out. But for the most part, I like it to be, I like it to be raw. Like, even when I was doing YouTube, the soccer stuff on YouTube, what I used to do is I'll, if anything that's not really contributing to the story, like, I'll cut it out. Yeah. But at the end, I'll put, like, Two minutes worth of bloopers because i want people to actually see what went into creating it because yeah. I, I think two of the people put out content and it looks so perfect and you're wondering wow like yeah can i ever make something like this but you don't know you don't know how many times you have to cut and do it again and do it again and do it again so i like i like people to get the raw feel of it i feel like it makes it more personable that way yeah but the biggest problem we have with this is like the attention span of people yeah, that's the thing. Like, that it's not really their fault because there's so much media, Kennedy. There's so much media coming from everywhere. There's so much distractions. Even apart from media, like, even like social media is is like a form of media. You yeah. like, so like, sorry, that was so obvious. I'm so sorry. About <laughs> <that>. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Even, though, even though the term social media makes that sound ridiculous, ridiculous. I, but I, I get what you're trying to say. People don't really think get, about that. Social media is like <laughs> a media you get. So there's so much going on. Like, like that's why, like, everything has to be like cut and presented. Like everything is perfect. Like yeah. everything looks perfect from ads to 
to your videos like everything is perfect everywhere like <laughs> yeah the thing is though like the kind of podcast i want to do mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think i'll capture the full value of it if i make episodes that are shorter than maybe 40 minutes nope you uh, can't you so can't I, I already decided that 40 minutes is my minimum mark and i've just drawn the line in the sand if you can listen to it cool Yes, you so, can listen to it. Like, I mean, you don't have to listen to the whole thing, honestly. Like, I one of my favorite podcasts, my favorite podcast, apart from this one, obviously, yeah, is uh, the Rogan Experience. Now, the Rogan's episodes are like three hours long, yeah, some four hours long, yeah. I've never finished a Rogan episode in one sitting, never, it's never happened because it's too long. Like, you say, it's way too much. There's no way I'm gonna, unless I'm driving, like, one time I was driving back from Houston and uh, my passengers didn't take it very kindly. <laughs> They take it very kindly. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to hear this episode, but they just put the AirPods in because they got sick of me playing JRE. But uh, I mean, that's that's the price I took for driving them four hours, so they can't complain. God damn. So, I mean, what I'm trying to make is I like podcasts, like I like audio books. Yeah, so- I I'll listen to them. But even me, I won't finish three hours of a podcast in one sitting. So I can listen to like 30 minutes. I go come back with my 30 minutes. So people can listen to this like that too. I don't expect everybody to sit here and listen to the whole one hour 20 minutes even if it's only 10 minutes and that's 10 minutes that you like cool but to do it justice i think it has to be a certain amount of it has to be a certain like or duration i should say yeah because conversations organic conversations which is really i think what you're going for what joroga does exactly what you're going for too they take times to like they take times to build up because like all these conversations we see i was going to tell you this at the beginning of like off air but you know, conversations, I just realized, I don't know why I didn't realize this sooner, but you know, late night shows, they do like a pre-interview before they do the actual interview. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Wow. Like, they do, they do like the exact interview we see. They do it already before. Oh, okay. You mean like, do like Colbert show and... Colbert show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that before, yeah. They do like the full interview with the questions and everything. After. Yeah. And then they so now like a rehearsal, basically. So they do like rehearsal. So the way you see all those off the cuff jokes and all that, it's not really everything is like <laughs> god damn it. Like it's like I, heard that, I think I heard that one time, yeah. When I heard that, I was like, wow, wow. So like so in real life, organic conversations can't really just go straight, like happen straight up. So I appreciate yeah. I appreciate this format because of that. And the truth is that at the end of the day, yeah, this the podcasting world and uh, is like a okay if i support you i support you and like if i like if i fuck with what you're doing i'm gonna listen to you so it's, it's like a risky this is like a high people that fuck with you fuck with this content people that yeah. will not so you can't really doesn't exactly. with, uh, how much you market it for example that's not really a yeah it's, 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 it's gonna help it's gonna help but it's not really the determinant of your following it's exactly good want to fuck with this kind of context and and aspiring polymaths like ourselves you know <laughs> so yeah man like um, um, if you're listening to this man you're a real one <laughs> if you're still here yeah it's a real one you know you have if, shit to do so, if you're listening to this still dm me tony s made and you get a free aspiring polymath shirt uh, let's see. Let's let's see who's gonna do that. All right, all right. I'll that's your that's your reward for getting this far. 
Don't tell don't tell anybody. I would know if you tell if you tell anybody. So you guys just fast forward here and start. But if you're listening to if you're still here, Tony. <laughs> Do you know what I just pictured? You know what I just pictured? A bunch of shirts after like six months still in your house. No one has been sent. Ah, no, you, you have to give me a couple of business days. I'm not running any shirts at this year, but if you are still here, no problem. I, I, and then you message me saying, at what point do I give out this shirt? <laughs> nah, I'm not even going to order any shirts. Uh, but yeah, the, the organic stuff, it's, it takes on a life of its own after a while. It's really unique. Like, it grows. The, so like the one we the, the episode 11 that I, by the way, episode 11 is going to be called um, Udokan. Let me stop calling the Udokan episode. So it was supposed to be the first episode of what I decided retroactively to call season two. So you know it, it, it might be fitting to have some kind of intro, but I was like, I mean, it's good. You already you've already been here, so you know what you know what this is. But at some point, I don't remember if we recorded this. Or if this was before the recording started. This is why I, this is why I always tell you like, stop. Let's save it for the let's save it for the podcast. I don't remember if this was recorded, but I'm, I'm actually um, the primary guest cousin, her cousin. Um, she asked me, I think she asked me, why is it called Aspiring Polygon? Like, what's the, like, what's the Aspiring oh, about it? Like, she said, it sounds like Inspiring. Like, what's the Aspiring? Yeah. And then I, like, explained the whole process. And she was like, oh, okay, so that's why it's okay. So even though that was not scripted, if you heard that, if that was recorded, I don't remember if that was recorded. If you heard that, you might have thought, oh, okay. The script or whatever, but it wasn't. It wasn't really like when you're having organic stuff like that just comes up oh. naturally, without even. And that's one thing I love about it. Without even knowing it, it just it just comes up naturally, yeah. and it just that's one thing I loved about JRE. So, really, it's a comfortable process for both you and me. You understand? Yeah, it's a comfortable process. Like it's not something I have to like. Like I'm literally just finished at eleven hour shift. And it's 5 a.m. in the morning here. So, like, it's, like, I wouldn't have been able to do this any other way. That's what I'm just trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I had to, like, script and plan and, like, really think about what yeah. I say, like, this will not be happening now, you understand? So. Yeah, and even me on this end, like, um, there's this nightly call I have sometimes because I'm working with some clients in huh? Indonesia. So I literally just had a call from, like, 9 to 9.30. Yeah, that's why I was like, "Go, oh, I'm about to get, on, I'm about to get on." Like, I was literally closing my work laptop, turning this one on. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if I had to, if I had to script this and all that, I've had to script this over the weekend, basically, just to do. This. Yeah. Basically, what we're saying is that you guys are not paying us. Organic stuff is cool for real. It's, it we is, love you still. Kennedy is always. Yeah. Cool. One coming around for real, for real. We said we we're going to end this episode like 11 minutes ago, but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that's that's the fun of it. That's the fun of it. And uh, to end this, uh, to end this episode, um, I know all that stuff you said, you know, earlier, but when I come to Puerto Rico, I still take me backstage, so yeah. I, don't hear, I don't hear any excuses. No excuses, just, you know. I think I, I know one or two people that are coming. Just prepare. I'm going to take like three people backstage. You know. I mean, I mean, I mean. If I'm much. there, if I'm, I'll probably be there. But if I'm there, obviously I'm going to have some perks. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay. Okay. Some- I heard that there'll be some pool parties to include in the VIP stuff. It's crazy, man. It's actually crazy. Just prepare your mind for, for, the best time of your life. 
of your life. Ask anyone that went to Afro-Nation Portugal, Afro-Nation Ghana. Um, the two are the two ones that are really homecoming. Afro-Nation Ghana was also wild. I had a couple of... The reason why I couldn't go for Afro-Nation Ghana then was I had already like organized my like um my 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 Christmas plans because it held in Christmas and I already organized like my whole like activities of fun. I'd already committed money down before I realized that okay, Afro Nation was a thing, you get. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I didn't go. But even still, the stories I heard from Ghana and Portugal were crazy. And this one were coming with like extra fire because nothing happened last year because of COVID. Yeah. So like everybody's extra pumped extra ideas extra artists so it's gonna be crazy man it's gonna be crazy trust me have you been to any of the whiskey concerts um i went to whiskey concerts 2017 dc no, funny the, enough the talk the that you ask i'm actually going to one this weekend hey I'm going to one in dallas this weekend actually i i, I was thinking about buying this like mm, i will get it. somebody just somebody just put in one of my groups of like oh i'm selling the ticket i'm selling my half of so like okay I mean, that's divine providence right there. So I'm like, okay, I have no excuse not to go now. So let me just get in and go. You know when, so, when I don't want to take you guys to one. Don't, don't start. I don't, don't want to start. start. <laughs> I don't even want to start. That's when you ask that question, I don't even want to start. <laughs> Check out episode three or one of the episodes where I where I prophesized about how the one that this album was going to do to the industry. And I'm, I mean, look at where we are now. I don't need to say much. Just watch that episode and and then uh, come back to this one I'm saying right now. And, <laughs> and look at the doings, you know. Look no, at I mean, Whiskey, is, whiskey has made a comeback. I'm, I'm, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be honest and say that. Whiskey some people said, some people said Whiskey fell off, you know. He did fall off, but now he has made a comeback. Some people said, not some said, some people said he fell off with this project. This project was his follow. No, I'm not the one that said that one. I didn't say that. Well, I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that one. I don't know. Maybe Dio said that. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember Dio saying that even. even. But but um, that's his. I mean, he's made a comeback. It's more. You know, yeah, I mean, his win is a win for everyone. To be honest, so my, my, my favorite jam right now is Big Mood. I mean, this kid has, you know. You like the song? He's doing his thing. Ah, you don't like the song? No, I. You know that's my me. favorite jam right now. Well, you're very, very skeptical about Whiskey and his new sound. So, I mean, I think he has found a way to merge it. Really, like it's not, it's not the he has come full circle from where he was to yeah. the sounds from the side nobody wants to hear <laughs> to you know. <laughs> He has found a new Afrobeat sound. That's the first time I've heard that joke. It's working. It's working. Uh, it's working. Uh, it's working. That's what I explained then. I was like, this is the final, this is the result of the... No, let's not go into it. Go and listen to that episode. <laughs> go and listen to that episode. And, and, and send me a DM that, Tony, thank you for Preaching the good word, you know. I mean, it's right, 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 get, right, get right here. People trying to <laughs> drag you down, trying to make you. Nah, get right here, bro. If you don't get it, forget about it. That was mean, that was that was take anything from Bernard's album. Like the thing about like the su- success of Whiskey's album is the way it's been received. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's been received ridiculously well. Actually, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy, for him. I'm happy for, I him. I'm happy for him. I didn't see this. I didn't see yeah. this. But anyway, any last 
any last uh, remarks before man it's good it it's good it's good to see you again man it's good to definitely definitely let's, let's try to do this once in a while once in a while yeah man i'm here for every season every if you want to have me every episode i'm down you know <laughs> all right no problem no problem no problem we'll plan on that one real soon if you ever hit the wall i'm here you know and um yeah if you're in london if you're ever in london and you want to party with me not just um not just at my lounge. Uh, we like I told you, we have parties, concerts. We have Zlatan's concert coming up, um, end of the month. So like I still work for Smith Entertainment. So if if you're in London, um, anybody from in US listening to this or in Nigeria listening to this, and you ever come to London, and you want to have a good time, check out. Just follow me, Chief of Lagos. Tell me you want to have a good time, and I'll show you around. You get, you know. Um, um, I'm privileged to be where I am, and if if I can use my platform to help as much people relax, cool off, you know, life is hard to get. <laughs> so if I, if what I'm doing for a living is making you feel better, come, let me help you with that. You get so Smith Lounge, LA Lounge, Mira Flores, concerts, Smith Entertainment, uh, the full package. I, I can give you access to that. So yeah. Yeah, guys. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, me and some of my guys would uh, talking about uh, maybe December or January, might come watch the Premier League game or something. But in London, I'm not flesh it out yet. So not flesh it out yet, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, you know, I, I've, act- I've actually not seen the Premier League game yet. Yeah, you're mad, you're mad, man. I'm so okay, believing in London. <laughs> man, I work yeah, on <laughs> when I like my busy periods are like the busy periods of like stuff like that, but. I'm gonna go see one soon. Anyway. Wow, I I'm can't even be- believe that. Wow. Maybe when you guys come, we'll go, man. Maybe okay. when you guys come, we'll go. We'll plan it. We'll plan it. All right, man. All right, now, this was great. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in again. It's another lovely episode. If you stuck it, stuck through with us this long, I mean, what can I say? Just DM me for your free shirts, you know. Um, and we'll see you on the next episode.